welcome to season two of the Sober Experiment podcast with Alex and Lisa. Our podcast is for anyone and everyone, whether you're still drinking, thinking about ditching the booze, or you've already quit alcohol for good. Our podcast is raw and still unedited to this day. Join us and our guests for tears, emotion, and some hilarious laugh out loud moments. Season two is sponsored by Lunar Holistics. Lunar Holistics offers a wide range of professional home study courses, including counselling, life coaching, and NLP. They also offer courses in beauty therapy and for the most spiritual minded of you, they've got courses in tarot, palmistry, astrology and psychic development. So if you've been considering a new career or you want to learn just for fun, no matter where you are in the world, Lunar Holistics will enable you to gain a fully recognised, accredited and insurable qualification and no previous academic qualifications are required. Lunar courses are easy to follow and you can study from home at any time that suits you. We're really excited that Luna has offered to sponsor this season as everything that they do aligns perfectly with our core values. I'm Alex, one half of the Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half. Hello! Right, can I just apologise first of all for anyone watching this on YouTube because I don't know what's happened to my hair. It's so hot today. <laughs> Look at this. We'll listen back one day and we'll be like, it was hot. <laughs> no, it really was. But, um, if you are listening to this this week, which you should be because we're back, um, we were sat in Lisa's room, front room this morning, trying to get the sound right for the introduction. And in 29 degrees of heat, we were under a blanket. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. So now, Wurzel Gummidge from the 1970s and 80s has made an appearance. Can we discuss that introduction? Like, we sound proper professional. It's first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, well, what a busy lockdown it's been. And we are really glad that, well, we said we'd take a break, but as you know, we didn't take a break. We started sober sessions. Um, Be Sober Manchester. Oh my god. So we have talked about this before, but for anyone new, Be Sober Manchester was founded by Lisa, Joe and Hannah when they all found each other through Instagram after going sober. That was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. just over a year ago. And it grew and grew and grew and grew with members at Be Sober Manchester and now it is branching out everywhere. Anyway, I've come on board just because I have. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's you. Because you're my best friend. It's <laughs> you, me and Joe. Joe. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. We've got lots of plans for Be Sober. But, uh, well, it's not Be Sober Manchester now. It's, it's just Be Sober. Be Sober. And social group. Yeah. So hopefully the idea behind it is that we can bring social events to all over the UK. The world. The universe. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but, you know, we know how important it is to have people that just get it when you stop drinking and your social circle can change really quick a lot quicker <laughs> can i just say what? sorry i thought i was i forgot we were on video as well and i'm going <laughs> it's so rude for anyone who's listening and not watching i was just biting my knuckles and i have no idea why <laughs> <laughs> this videoing and recording is not going to work is it, it will it will work it's, it's going to be work. awesome it's going to be amazing so yes be sober be sober so the idea is that we bring <laughs> so, yes. events everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh we're off oh we're off look season two starting with a bang guys we're I back know. sorry we just we forgot what to do we're too excited <laughs> that's what it is right Lisa's fidgeting you can see the screen bopping up and down anyone watching it yeah we're just too excited and really hot 
Yeah, you know what? We've got a lot going on. We've been really busy, but this is our baby, isn't it? The Sober Experiment podcast, yeah, we and love we love it. it. So we're dead excited to be back, like Alex says. So um, yeah, forget what I was saying. Come on, move on. We've got <laughs> we've got a great lineup this season. We've already got so many people booked in, but I do. It's weird how it's happened because we seem to have a lot of male presence um over the next few weeks don't we we do yeah which is great because we didn't have lost time so it's going to be really good to hear it from a different perspective we've been doing loads we've been on loads of different podcasts and lives and yeah we've just been everywhere if you've not seen us i don't know where you've been they're probably sick of us so not even listening to this That's anymore not true. They're not, they're not. they love us we love you and all and um, we're going to put up some we've had um, a few codes through for drinks so for anyone who drinks alcohol free drinks is in the alternatives we've got a few codes from different places where you could get a discount on those so we'll put them in the bio and lots has happened Uh, we've had tragedies we've had happiness we've had successes failures we've had a lot go on in lockdown we have had a lot and i'm sure like everybody else has it's kind of been um i think it's been a really really tough time you know as once that novelty of like staying at home and being like the Waltons and doing all these (laughs) what do you know what I mean like once the novelty of that wore off and all the not knowing and it's been really difficult I think for a lot of people especially now this is what we're thinking about in lockdown that we've heard like different things from different people so people have been struggling with drinking and drinking a hell of a lot more but a lot of people that have decided to go sober have been in their safe little bubble. Yeah, and they're worried now, aren't they? Now that we're going back out into the world, the pubs have opened and we're reaching some sort of new normal, they're worried that I it's... hate that. I hate that as well. Why did you say that? I don't know, because everyone relates to being new normal. It is a new normal. It's not. Well, all right, we're not going to argue about <laughs> new normal. <laughs> but um, I forgot what I was saying now. Goodness, what we're saying we've gone rubbish. We have gone rubbish. Right back at episode one, guys. But yeah, now people are coming out of lockdown and, and trying to find a new way of living. They're worried that this is going to threaten their sobriety, that they've actually managed to achieve, you know, 100 days, 150 days just through lockdown because they've not been out in the normal real world and been subjected to it quite so much as, as in the marketing. Um, we have had lots of people give up successfully. We've had lots of people relapse, unfortunately, and they're now working at getting back into their sober pink cloudy bubble. Yeah. I don't know what to have to word that. Um, and yeah, lots of people saying that they wanted to talk about, you know, cravings and blackouts. So we're going to do our best to kind of work through some of those topics over the next few weeks. Um, but we thought we'd start today by talking about blackouts. Do you see Lisa's nervous face if you're watching? And it's because she's got some stories. Do you remember on season one when I talked about a blackout and Lisa said, oh, I've got a story for you at some point down the line. And... I bet everybody thought, thank God, because we're sick of yours, Alex. (laughs) And then she didn't tell it. Now, I'm intrigued. It's not even that interesting. Like, now there's a big drama about this story that's not even that interesting. Let people decide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to decide. I probably do know this story, but I've probably been that pissed in between originally hearing it and now that I've forgotten it, and then I'll go, oh, I remember that. But, um... 
Yeah. It's not really a story as such like that. So I don't know whether you'd know the story because I've never seen it as a story. Does that make sense? It was like an experience that happened that I have never spoken about. I probably don't know. So so now it's like a story. Um, But firstly, I just wanted to mention about blackouts because... I didn't realise that I had had blackouts. I thought blackouts was where you just drank and then you knocked yourself unconscious. So when some people do that, they, yeah, they do. But I think um, we so <laughs> distract each other, don't we? It's ridiculous. I'm gonna start my coffee. Out <laughs> um, yeah. So blackouts. Oh, I've forgotten they were. I'll tell you what she's like... saying. I know blackouts, right? Basically, you drink and you, sometimes you can just have one drink, two drinks, sometimes drinking to excess. And it basically means that your brain stops making the memories and you actually can never get back that time. So you're perfectly functioning ish apart from the odd wobble maybe but you appear to be conscious and with it and know what you're doing but actually you don't know what you're doing and you certainly don't remember it afterwards and you can never remember it afterwards can no, you? you can't you get like flashbacks back. of the bits where the memories have been built it's like that time just to put it in context again and i have told this story and i don't want to make this about me but i've done it <laughs> yay um like when I woke up on Piccadilly train station in Manchester, I'd gone out at lunchtime. I was supposed to get home at tea time and I woke up there at 11, 12 and the last train was there. And I swear to you, not only do I not know how I got, I've got a vague vision of walking up the hill to Piccadilly station, but I don't know where those hours have gone. Maybe I was just asleep, but it's so frightening. I think that's what it is. And, but what's important is when I first got sober and I used to hear about people having blackouts, I, my, the thing I used to say to myself all the time was, well, I was never that bad. I didn't do that. Yeah. So as much as it can be that, it can be simply just waking up and not remembering things from the night before. So when yeah, people yeah. say, do you remember when you did this or why did you do that? And you're like, oh, you I, used I, to I hate do. that as well. Oh, because I, so I suffered them and didn't realise I suffered them so then people would ring me and be like you did this and I would swear blind because it was something that just I would never ever do like that time when you said I poked you in the face like I do not believe that I poked you in and I think because it's against anything that I do like I would never go and poke somebody in the face I wasn't going to mention the poking (laughs) in the face because I didn't think it was something you'd want to tell no it's awful but yeah but I think that's that's kind of the point isn't it we do things that do not align with what we believe in like I would not go up to somebody and especially if it's French I want to put in the face now <laughs> but I wouldn't and I would just so traumatised and that then phone you know when you lie there and you've, you've got your phone in the morning like I can feel it now and, it, and you hear that beep and you just think, I can't, oh, I like, can't. what did I say? But then you want to look, don't you? But you don't. And that anxiety and that anxiety of it, it's just so frightening. But blackouts aren't this always this big It's not a big thing. event, is it? It can be just tiny things. And so, yeah, if you've ever just not remembered something, you've had a blackout, I'm really sorry to tell you, because I was traumatised when I found out. I was like, oh, I am that. Do you know what, when you're talking about like celebrating it, and we've always been worried about this because we, we try to find that balance between finding the fun and the humour in our past yeah. selves without glorifying it. And I don't know how, how successful we are with that, actually. No. I think sometimes we probably do come across as glorifying it. But it's not intentional, that, is it? No, it is not that we just all. like to see that it was funny. But there is a really dangerous side. And I mean, 
I, I was one like who I would have put your eye out instead oh, of your teeth. Shut up. No, but like, you know, that, that time for me on the platform where I fell asleep, you know, you hear so many horror stories of things that have happened to women where they've ended up back at somebody's house, they've been assaulted. It, it can be so, so serious because not only have you got the fact that your inhibitions are lowered because of the alcohol, so you're actually... A, taking more risks willingly you've also got that side of not knowing what you're doing and not remembering what you're doing and that's that's really really scary isn't it? it's scary because it's like what you said about glorifying what a lot of people do and what i particularly did after events like that was kind of ring you to make that all right to make it funny yeah to make it funny yeah. to laugh about it and to say like you're not going to believe what I did last night and then and it, it's kind of getting it off your chest it's a little bit of a confession that make to try and make yourself feel better like I used to put posts up on my Facebook that would reflect how I was feeling in a funny way so just in case anybody had seen me the night before it was my way of saying I'm aware that I was really drunk last night I was a dick but look here's a funny post to make light of it do you know what I mean so I used to do that a lot but talking about like getting into situations the story (laughs) which isn't really a story can I just do no sorry (laughs) sorry and so and you know this might not be a big story for everybody else they might be like I was like that all the time or they might be like that's really awful can I just tell you something there though before you tell this story (laughs) no you're really building it up Alex but you know like you know Josh Nakua Josh. Yeah. But he always says that, you know, something that's massively traumatic to one person might mean nothing to someone else. It all depends on what else has gone on in your life to that point. So, like, if somebody's sailed through life... I was saying this yesterday when I went on his podcast. If somebody's sailed through life and just been, like, happy ever after and nothing bad's ever happened and then they crash the car, they can get PTSD from it. That's a tragedy or a trauma for them. But if you've had lots of little things happen, you might just think, oh, well, this isn't a big deal, but it's still a big deal. Yeah. So don't undermine your story was my point. (laughs) Thanks, Alex. (laughs) So something that I was never really into in my single life was one night stands. Now, these are very different. When I speak to younger people, it's not like as big a thing. Or when I talk to people and they were like, oh, I had loads of one night stands, like dead blase. I'm really like shocked at this because it was not something that I was into doing at all. It's like a big thing for me. There was a big stigma around it as well don't forget in like the 90s if you were a girl who openly had sex with loads of but you were you were swag on yeah you know, it, that was yeah. where we lived as well you know De- yeah so definitely so like, mm, yeah. there, there was a massive stigma so he just so this already is traumatizing me now talking about this so um i went out on a date with this guy who i didn't particularly fancy or want to go out with actually i was just i used to be a real yes person so <laughs> people used to ask me out and i'd just say yeah because they'd ask right yeah. yeah and my mum used to say to me like you don't have to say yes to everybody lisa <laughs> just because they've asked you but i found that's something that's grown in sobriety i don't say yes and nobody asks me anymore but <laughs> I d- that's not true no it's true they don't Maybe it's locked out. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're stuck in and you don't see anyone. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't say yes all the time now. I wouldn't if they asked, but I used to just say yeah, and this lad asked me, and I was like, oh, well, is he 
he's nice, so I should go. Um, but there's no way I fancied him, no way at all. And I ended up going on this day in Manchester. Went to, and because I now realised that I had social anxiety, so the full build-up of this day was actually traumatising to me. It's like, right, I'm, I'm seeing this person in a different environment, so like, yeah. what's that going to be like? So I needed, I thought I needed drinks to kind of take that edge off so by the time I got on this day I was quite tipsy anyway yeah. um, went into Manchester now I remember going into the first bar bar blue or whatever it was called and I suggested shots because I would do because I was that's nervous true. and because that's I was what you did anyway it, well it was, it was more if I was anxious or nervous in situations or if I felt uncomfortable it'd be like I know what to do let's get everybody a shot because it takes the attention away and we're all then going to be blitzed and nobody will remember the night and that means they're not thinking about me so it'll all be all right kind yeah, of thing. yeah so it was like I'll get the shots in because drinking was such a big part of my identity then as yeah. well it was like I thought I had to keep up this party animal kind of thing anyway that's pretty much the last thing I remember from that whole night so I've got a vague recollection of being on a train and I woke up next to this guy oh my god and I do not remember anything from that first bar like nothing at all so you don't know how you got there I, d- I don't know how we got home I, d- I could not even believe like I would definitely have not like slept with this guy but I definitely didn't have clothes on so does that mean you don't know whether you did or you didn't or do you know you didn't or well I can't remember I, I assume I did yeah. um, I think there was a conversation later about it but um, yeah, I was just so traumatised. I woke up next to this guy that I definitely didn't fancy and I definitely didn't intend on taking home. I was absolutely stark naked, right? And some people are comfortable with this, but I'm not. No. Like, I don't know why I'm working on that as well. There's a lot of things I'm working on, guys. <laughs> She's working on herself. N- naked is being one of them. I'm just... It's like... I don't know. It's just, yeah. So already, I'm like, how the fuck do I get from this bed to some clothes because this guy's going to see me naked and obviously you don't yeah Yeah, it's just a full oh it was just awful and throughout the day this is the worst bit and I'm laughing because I think I'm so nervous about it Um, and I hope my kids never ever ever listen to this episode but throughout the day like I found underwear around my house oh no like so like I on the sofa I kind of sat on the sofa it's all done Alex it was so traumatising I, I do think it's traumatising but we're doing what we do best and we're making light of yeah and I kind of sat on the sofa and I looked to the side of me and there were like my knickers oh. like my knickers on my like on my, like I don't know where my legs are, but oh it's just awful the full thing's awful but well, I you know you've got an imagination as well right and I've got to tell you this your imagination is one of the most vivid I've ever, I mean yeah, I, you know if I say to Lisa oh my god my husband just walked in and like showed can me can we bones. not say it <laughs> she pictures it like she it. can see I can it see and like husband's I know but I don't want you to see it but <laughs> I don't <laughs> but I keep forgetting that you've got it's a not that pretty <laughs> Oh, it is. It's lovely. It's got a lovely cute bump. But anyway, stop now. Look, I have to justify it now. And now you're thinking of it even more. Oh, it's pretty cute now. <laughs> but 
I do know, Lisa, that you will have built this up much more than it actually was. In reality, you were probably just like both blind drunk, had sex, and the knickers ended up. Oh, there. That, that's just cringy. And I know that cringes you out, but you've got a whole vision of exactly how well, that happened because of where you found things. Well, this is the worst thing, right? I was so adamant that I didn't, and I didn't understand. I, I couldn't understand why I'd got to this point and why I didn't remember anything. Yeah. So the only explanation to me was I've been spiked. I must have been spiked. I've done that as well, yeah. So then this guy, I am now in my head thinking he spiked me, his things have happened that shouldn't have happened and is now in my bed being really quite polite, actually. <laughs> so I... I didn't speak to him for a very, very long time and I'd kind of messaged later and I was like, look, I don't remember anything. And I kind of implied that it spiked me. Oh. So it, so the story just got bigger that now I were going through the anxiety Huge of like, yeah, yeah which, how bad is that? You know, if he hasn't and I've just been Lisa Party Animal and I'm just and like... And do you not think he did now? No, I don't, no, I don't think he did. I genuinely, hand on heart, believe that Sam Booker is fucking dead. Dangerous. <laughs> like, Must be if she's out bombed. <laughs> like it's, it's so dangerous. And I think thinking about it, another time when I've gone out, I've blacked out really early and it was from Sambuca. So and it was only because I blacked out again from Sambuca that it, actually yeah. made me think, you know what? This, this poor guy probably did nothing wrong Pro- probably didn't no and like you know what I, I can get a bit launchy after a few drinks and I probably had like a I bet he thought this is good yeah, <laughs> this, this is amazing but I genuinely it's really hard because I don't remember and I still don't remember and when you said that about You'll never you never get your memories back so it, it's really really difficult and and I know that's probably a really kind of subject for other people as well if they've, if things have happened or but I would not have been in that position had I not drank before I went yeah. down the Lord of Sambucas I've put myself in that and I'm not saying people it's do victim blaming no, no. It's, re- it's, it's so difficult I think to talk about which is why I've probably avoided it it is complicated and I think the thing is as well with all of that, that no, no, you have actually told me that story before I've yeah, oh. um, but um, it's hard to reconcile because you can't process what's happened when you don't remember what's happened and I think if you could remember what had happened you'd process it and kind of not forgive that's not the right word but put it to bed you kind of put yeah, it away and yeah. say, I've got to move on but because you can't remember it you can't you can't reconcile you can't you know make amends with it can you no it's a really hard situation to be in but it's happened to me you know it's happened to it's probably happened to most people listening to our podcast at some point or another and I think it's really important at this time to point out that this is why now there's so much kind of attention being drawn to consent in people I said consent. 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 Where the corn doll. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but consent when you've had a drink. Yeah. Because how far can you consent to sex? <laughs> well, that is drunk? true. But then, what if the two of you are absolutely wasted? What happens there? That's what I mean. It's I'm not, so not going to give the answers. No, I'm no. not getting myself in that hole. No, I've, I've literally just thought of that though. So sorry, guys. I was just thinking out loud there. But yeah. yeah, that that is something to maybe think about or not think about. Yeah, if you're in our sober experiment group, it'd be quite interesting actually to hear 
your thoughts on Blackout and your experiences as well. If you want to comment on YouTube, if the video goes on YouTube or on our podcast, we would be really interested interested to hear your stories. Yeah, just, just let us know we're not alone, guys. I don't think we're alone at all and I think that's why I kind of like it's like counselling it really is and I love doing these podcasts and it's frightening and it 100% pushes me probably more than you out of my comfort zone and I've I've always kept things in and things like that I I wouldn't even tell myself like I wouldn't want to talk about that to myself and I think in honesty, if I can just help one person kind of thing, you know what, I've yeah. I've done that or I'm not alone, then it's and worth to tell it's their worth story. Ta- yeah, it's worth talking about. So Yeah, so if you are someone who at the moment is thinking of giving up drinking, are you just in your sober curious stage and you are experiencing blackouts, however bad they are or mild they are, but you're forgetting things, please get in touch with us. And you know, we don't often do this on the podcast because we don't talk about our sober experiment so much. But if you're listening and you want some support, please look us up because we can help you. We have had so many people through lockdown tell us how helpful the podcast is, how amazing they found. It. we're overwhelmed ourselves with the feedback we've had aren't we it's amazing I think Claire we spoke to somebody yesterday and she was like your podcast got me through lockdown and I'm like what yeah what did that really happen <laughs> yeah I'm walking my dog and I'm laughing and I'm crying and we're like oh my god like somebody is walking around with us in their ears you know? I know that's really scary <laughs> now I don't want to talk anymore <laughs> this episode fairly short aren't we yeah. episode one um, we just wanted to kind of check in say hello um, say we're really glad to be back we're hoping to put out weekly episodes again yes I think yeah. we've got um, like you said we've got a lot lined up and it's going to be really nice to get some of uh, the guys on our podcast and see it from um, their perspective there's been a lot going on I think between both of us in um, lockdown so we'll touch on everything that's been yeah gone on you know like you've had a really rough time yeah um i had another miscarriage during lockdown um and for anyone who knows our story like the first miscarriage that was like the turning point for me that was you know the bit where i hit my kind of rock bottom if you like and just went all out and got pissed for six months um but yeah, it was a very different experience. And I do want to go into that in a bit more depth because you know what? Being sober builds confidence, it builds resilience and it gives you tools to deal with things. Um, and I did, I've dealt with it. Like, I'm not saying I'm grieved. It was, it was something horrible and I had the raw feelings and the sadness. But I really would like to touch on that. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of toolboxes, haven't we got one on our website? We have, yeah. <laughs> like asking me like, you don't know. No, I forgot. I didn't know whether you put it back up there because it wasn't on there for a little bit, was it? Yeah, no, I know. It is definitely back up there. And that can actually be downloaded for free on the 30-day page. Yeah. So if you go onto our website, we'll put the links on um, in all the bios for the podcast yeah. on YouTube. But um, yeah, go on there, go on the 30-day page page and the toolboxes there and it's things that have like massively helped us and worked for us and like you say I think building resilience is is so important but it's a full journey in itself isn't it it takes work you know we you know people say to us oh you know you're so inspiring you you, you must like just things like this mustn't affect you and so on we do get that occasionally but you know what we work on ourselves 
every single day in one way or another and we say this all the time we're lucky enough to have each other so you know I'll phone and say Lisa such a bad it's really pissed me off and she said, have you tapped on it have you tapped on it and I'm like oh and we'll talk to you about tapping as well because um, we've got some guests coming up in a few weeks hopefully yeah, I think we've just got so much to touch on like you say you've got your um, miscarried my marriage breakdown in lockdown so I'm now like so but I know we said that that was always on and off that's been a full like mystery anyway yeah you've never really talked about your marriage have you well only to say that you kind of lived with him but you didn't live with him no the other way around you married but you didn't live with him it was a funny one Still is. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny experience that one. <laughs> oh, what a life experience! And tips: don't get married pissed. <laughs> it does help, doesn't it? It really does help. Um, yeah. What else has happened that we need to kind of? There's just so much, and I think over the next few weeks we'll start to talk about these different things that have happened and how we've dealt with them. And it, it has all, honestly, it's all come down to us being sober and building this confidence and this resilience to have the tools to deal with stuff it really has hasn't it you know by just saying that I feel like how good is that that you know what it doesn't matter how shit things can get and they do and they do they do <laughs> like I think and we've probably said this because I can't even remember what we've said on all our other episodes but you know um yeah it doesn't matter how hard things get life doesn't stop when you stop drinking you know you st- sober isn't magical although it is a bit I like it is it. A bit. yeah it is well it's quite a lot magical but life still happens even when you're sober so to be able to grow and and build that resilience and use these tools to get yourself through it it's like it's really good and I love helping people do that I think that's something that we're both really passionate about and learning to do more and more all the time and learning to be honest as well with each other with ourselves with other people you learn honesty don't you you learn to be realistic and to stop lying to yourself because oh. we've done years of lying to ourselves you don't even know you're lying to yourself no you believe you're like, bullshit I, I know like I used to be like think I was a really genuine loyal person but I couldn't even tell myself truth how the hell can you yeah. but it but it's hard it's so hard it but, is hard it's um, worth it it's it, worth it yeah. it's a hard journey but it's absolutely worth it oh and speaking of journeys in well September so we're August now in September we are starting something which will be completely free called what are we calling it? well we, we've been we're wondering tying. about this we're tying we don't know whether it's smashing or smash or smashed September we're just getting smashed in September yeah but in a very different way yeah we've got some ideas for how you can take your sobriety to the next level and actually build on this this idea of building confidence and resilience and uh, routines I'm sorry Lisa's dog is disgusting he really is disgusting <laughs> that's why she's laughing that's why she's gone to pieces and that's why I'm about to vomit it's and I disgusting. think on that note we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to go because we need to get some air we need to put him in the garden <laughs> See you later guys, it's been lovely again.